Welcome to Homework, the podcast by and for people who work from home. I'm your host, Harry Marks. This is episode number 269 with special guest Scotty Jackson. If you like the show, please support us on Patreon, where you'll have early access to each episode, bonus content, the opportunity to listen along live every week, and lots more. That's at patreon.com slash homeworkpodcast. You can also join our Discord, where you can chat with like-minded homeworkers and more. You'll find a link in the show notes. Additionally, you can reach us by email at heyhomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. We read and respond to every one. Now let's get started. How are you doing, Dave? I am doing very well. How are you, Harry? I am doing very well as well. Uh, it's been a busy week at work, but I am excited to be here because we have a very special guest this evening. Um, he is the co-host of the Nested Folders podcast with Rosemary Orchard. He is the owner of heyscottyj.com. Um, and he is someone I am a big fan of on Twitter and everything. He's an automation master. Uh, Scotty Jackson, welcome to the show. Well, that's way more credit than I deserve. But uh, thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here. I need to show up on places that you listen to and are a fan of and then get to play on. So thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, <laughs> it's our pleasure. Um, you know, we, we've been talking this month about goals. Um, and we wanted to have you on because I'm sure you have many goals for yourself, your personal life, your professional life, your shows, your blog, all that stuff. Um, and we wanted to pick your brain. And I specifically wanted to pick your brain about uh, automation and the different things you're doing with um, like OmniFocus and shortcuts. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping for a, a very rousing discussion. And for listeners who aren't subscribers to our Patreon, we're going to have some bonus content in a separate Patreon-only episode uh, all about automation and things. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please do. So, Scotty, yeah, please do. Yes. Uh, Scotty, why don't you tell just, you know, I gave a little bit of an overview, but why don't you tell everyone what, what you do for a living and the, the shows you host? Sure. Um, I, uh, I work at a uh, large Canadian telecom that also does a whole bunch of other technology and network um, solutions that aren't typically associated with telecom. And there I work in corporate communications. And so my team is responsible for um, digital corporate communications things, whether that's email campaign management solutions or our intranet or um, consulting about a variety of different, you know, team member facing tools and, and web content publishing user experience experiences, <laughs> that sort of thing, which is, which is, which is great. Uh, and uh, yeah, like you said, I, I co-host a podcast with uh, the wonderful Rosemary Orchard called nested folders, uh, which is our podcast on productivity. And we try and talk about productivity from the lens of, how we think through problems and how we approach um, our various different productivity challenges, you know, from a mental model perspective, so that we're trying to avoid being very specific about, you know, apps. I mean, we both have apps that we like, and, you know, you mentioned OmniFocus, which comes up a lot, but mm -hmm. um, we are we, hopeful that what we talk about and talk through are, is applicable to, you know, all the things. Um, I am a husband of Oh my gosh, now I have to do math almost 15 years. And uh, we've got uh, three lovely children and two giant dogs. And um, so, you know, a, a lot of different facets to my life. And so I'm really interested in talking about goal setting with you guys, because I think that that's just, uh, a, a wonderful topic that, I mean, benefits me all the time. And hopefully you know, other people can get something out of that too. Excellent. Um, you know, I know you, you mentioned OmniFocus. What are some of the other apps that you, you have in your, your lineup, your roster? I, I mean, I, I try to keep it down because I know me and I explore apps a lot. Yeah. Um, so I try and 
be very um, discreet about here are the things that I'm playing with and here are the things I'm like, I'm really using. The things that I am really using are um, uh, OmniFocus, I mentioned for task management, uh, Agenda, I love for my notes, uh, meeting notes. I mean, I mean as, a, as a person who works in a corporate environment, I'm a meeting guy. So uh, Agenda is my savior. Uh, drafts is, um, I mean, I'm constantly writing in drafts. And then if I'm going to do like super duper long form, um, I, I really like IA Writer um, as well. Uh, I get into that. Um, I use the stock apps for mail and calendar mostly, but I've gotten into using AirMail recently, not as like my mail client that I use to like reply to emails, but I'll use it to like process my inbox because you can customize you can create custom actions and then customize those to swipes. So now I can go through my inbox and commit one of four different swipes and it will either file or turn stuff into actions or delete or um, otherwise sort of parse and process uh, my email. So I'll use my mail client, like the stock mail client to like respond and, and be in mail for whatever that's worth. Um, but uh, airmail for processing. And then, uh, you mentioned Twitter. I love Tweetbot and mm, uh, and Slack. Uh, those are those are my jams for where it comes to you know connecting with various different communities and as well as you know doing some worky work too. We were, well, a lot of my team works in uh, in Slack. Nice, nice. Um, I've been wanting to get into shortcuts for so long, and <laughs> I've tried and failed um, many many times. Um, for someone who wants to jump into that world but has been unsuccessful would you recommend a starting point um i would say that it is a lot easier to get into something like that with a real purposeful use case okay. i think i think it's attractive to think about the philosophy of oh I, I i understand from a blank canvas perspective yeah shortcuts allows me to change some actions together to make things happen cool mm -hmm. so what I mean, I think if, if you approach it with a specific problem and think, how might I solve this problem? That to me was how I really got into it. Cause I'm not a developer, um, at all. Uh, I mean, I used to write like scripts for IRC in the mid nineties, but I don't think that counts. <laughs> um, also I just dated myself. Hi, Vic twenties. Um, I, I think I think having a real use case to look in is is great. And then I think if you combine that with looking at prior art, so I think about um, folks like the wonderful Matthew Casanelli or uh, uh, Rosemary or you know, check out my blog, uh, cheap plug, mm -hmm. um, looking at the way they've approached similar sounding things gives you an idea of of how something is is built because the the really neat thing about shortcuts to me is that they are all editable and as a result kind of open source so you can download someone's shortcut and then say oh that's cool that that worked for them i would you know rearrange these three things and put one more thing in here aha now it's wonderful yeah, so yeah. uh editing editing something that already exists is a great start and um and then also thinking about um, apps where you spend the most time. So like, to me, if I look at my shortcuts library, like, let's be real. Um, most of them deal in OmniFocus. So they're like, and I use color coding for that. They're purple. So this giant block of purple ones. And then there's the yellow ones that I use for agenda and the blue ones that I use for drafts. 
and uh, a couple others that I use for like some webhook services. I forced myself to learn how to use interface with web APIs a little bit because I found mm -hmm. that to be um, worthwhile. Um, and then uh, th the last thing I would say is that, um, I mean, like I have this one shortcut that has like, hundreds of actions and it accomplishes a lot of things in a very short amount of time, which is cool. And then my immediate thought is, oh, how do I, you know, mechanize every area of my life? But in reality, sometimes the shortcuts that are the most meaningful to me are like some of the like just simplest things that give me um, more immediate access to a function um, of my either phone or iPad um, that I could probably do in other ways, but just using shortcuts makes it so much easier. It is you know, literally a shortcut. So I think thinking between, you know, the difference between automating a giant thing or making it easier to get to a simple thing or, or maybe even something in the middle where you're, you know, just tying a couple of things together. Um, yeah. That might be helpful. That's yeah. great. Uh, as you mentioned that, you mentioned your most used apps. I, I just quickly looked to see what my list was. Uh, messages, Notion, Spotify, and Pocket Casts came up very, very quickly. Now, I can <laughs> <messages>. <laughs> I'm talking to uh, my wife a lot on messages, but at work, um, my supervisor and I are rarely in the same room or even the same building. And we communicate updates to each other a lot about what we're doing and where we're going to be. Um, at certain points in the day. And it just had this idea that it might be a great thing where if I maybe incorporate some sort of geofence thing, or if I arrive at such and such location, it can send a message to him, hey, I'm here, or hey, I'm leaving mm. this location. So I wouldn't have to maybe spend so much time, you know, sitting and typing those things. That's, I, a, that's a neat one, or even just sort of a general, like, almost like a, a check-in like shortcut where you could you know, have it message your boss, hey, hey, I'm here. And maybe it also opens, you know, your calendar app to the mm -hmm. current time of day or something like that, because you know that that's the first thing you do every time you get to the office. Right. Although getting to the office seems like a very foreign notion right now. <laughs> yes, I understand. Well, um, all right. Well, I've got something to play with this weekend. <laughs> um, I'd also recommend uh, David Sparks's field guide, Shortcuts Field Guide. I was using yes. it. Um, I was, I got really far, I'm, I'm about halfway through it. And what's, what's great and also frustrating at the same time is as I'm watching it, I'm getting ideas for shortcuts I want to build for myself. And I ended up building a couple after watching his, I mean, one, one that is as simple as it's literally you tap on it and it pops up a list of all the streaming apps on my iPad. And I can just pick one that I want to watch at that time, you know, simple stuff like that, that saves me having to sort store it, um, all those apps in a folder on the home screen, I can sort of get them, get rid of them off the home screen and keep everything in a shortcut. Um, I built a really big shortcut when I was querying my last book um, that would populate an email. It would pull an email address from the clipboard and then populate an email with a query letter and the sample number of pages from the book. And then I could just send it off to the, the agent. Um, that was really helpful. And that was like 57 actions. Um, but they don't all have to be that, that deep. I mean, there are some that are literally as simple as, you know, hear a song on Shazam and automatically add it to my Spotify playlist, like simple stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, and then also totally. Feder Federico Vitici is another one who, who has a lot oh, of yes. different shortcuts. He built this really amazing, he calls it music bot, I think. And it, it does all this weird, awesome stuff with your Apple music app and, and allows you to, to dig even deeper into, you know, finding new music and finding music you haven't listened to in some time. And I mean, it's really complicated and, and incredible. And I, you know, that kind of stuff is just mind blowing to me. 
Oh, it's 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 amazing. It's amazing. Uh, I mean, like the most complicated one I have is um, we have a WordPress based um, site at my work, and people fill out a gravity form uh, uh, to request you know projects that my team would then you know go on to support. And I have it set up so that when they fill that out, it takes all of the information that they have put into that form and lumps it into one giant JSON and emails it to me. And then so in airmail, I swipe and it takes that JSON and it parses it all into like understanding, you know, who's it for and and how will I charge them and, um, you know, who's going to approve it and so on. And it builds uh, a, an appropriate project in OmniFocus with the necessary tasks. And it phones the um, web API of the online task management software we use at work for collaboration, creates a project there with tasks and assigns it to the person that I decide to assign it to. Um, and then it takes the whole form and backs it up in agenda. So I have a local copy of it if I ever need to refer to it. <laughs> uh, and, th- and then emails the person who requested it back saying, thank you, I've got it. Here's who I've assigned it to. And they're CC'd on the email. Um, and then emails, sends a second email to the person to whom I assigned it with the callback URL to their task in the online task management system. Unbelievable. So, it, 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 I mean, that took me like probably a, a month to build all told, but I can now rely on myself to A, do all of those steps, B, do them all appropriately, um, and C, remember to email the person back at the end of them. Um, so I think the, the um, not, not just the automation, which is amazing, but also the consistency that yeah. something like that provides, even if it's just something as simple as like put in this lump of text. I know that I'm going to get that in without keying errors or, or, or whatever. So that that's a really huge bonus to that kind of automation. And it's one of those instances where I'm sure it took a long time to set up, but the amount of time it is saving you in the long run is infinitely more valuable. Absolutely. I mean, that's a, what I just described is a half hour worth of, you know, manual keying if, if done, right. You know, the, the, the olden way, um, and occurs in about 30 seconds within yeah. shortcuts. I just, I imagine it like wow. in cartoons when you'd see the little bundle of light traveling through the phone lines from one person to another one. And I just, I imagine your, your little bundle of data doing the same thing. It's just traveling through the phone lines around and around and around until it gets where it needs to go. <laughs> I know. Kung Fu. So, um, I would like to get uh, a little more into, um, before we get into goals, I want to talk a little bit more about your systems. You're a huge OmniFocus person. Like you, you were talking about, um, you know, when did you get into GTT? And, you know, how did you launch into um, OmniFocus and, and bring that into the, into the fold and into how you get your work done? Uh, 2005 was a really wild year. And it's, that seems weird to say in this, the year 2021, but <laughs> bear, bear with me. Um, in, in about a one, ma- one month span of time, I was promoted at work probably beyond my level of ability. I caught up later. Um, that was huge. Um, at the same time, um, a uh, trusted uh, friend of mine at work uh, introduced me to the Getting Things Done book. And I also got my first Mac, which came preloaded with Omni Outliner at the time. Preloaded oh. software on a Mac. Oh, wow. yeah. um, and so all of those things came together in this really cool kind of discovery of the GTD methodology. Which, I mean, it would take me 15 years to find out um, th- that I'm that I'm ADHD. Well, I'm so, not really that I found out because I, I suspected it for a very long time. But it was really cool to understand that 
Um, no, no, I, it's not that I have like problems with anxiety or depression. It's that like I'm ADHD and when I'm not managing that appropriately, then I get problems with anxiety and depression. So I, I had spent a lot of my life kind of trying to tackle what was in the end symptoms and not causes. And so th this was like super attractive to me as a way of like creating order um, where there was, you know, just a lot of, a lot of chaos. Um, and so while I would say, um, you know, GTD and the, the David Allen system introduced me to that line of thinking, um, uh, Merlin Mann, uh, I credit Merlin Mann absolutely with making that accessible to me in a way that I really understood it a lot more. And um, through that, you know, still in the year 2005, uh, I discovered KGTD, which is a set of like Apple scripts that you could install for Omni Aligner that allowed you to organize an outline by projects or contexts. And that, you know, became OmniFocus a year or two later, um, OmniFocus 1. So I've been using OmniFocus for, I mean, a really, really long time. And so um, I think it's it's kind of fun to critique and, and challenge, you know, is it aging super well right now in the way I use my phone and iPad? Not a lot. I mean, I think there's I think there's a lot of ways in which it could be vastly improved. But again, you know, we were talking before we started recording about the value of muscle memory. So mm -hmm. um, having having that much muscle memory around um, GTD as a methodology and OmniFocus mm -hmm. as a tool to realize that. Um, I talked in an, a, an episode of Unnested Folders, which is our, our subscriber um, episode feed of Nested Folders, about um, a journey I went on at the end of last year looking at all kinds of different task management apps and like, am I really doing the best thing? I, I, I learned a lot from that. Um, I'm, I'm still using um, OmniFocus. Um, but again, like, uh, I think a lot of that comes back to both muscle memory and, and, and data model because the GTD system makes just so much sense to me. Maybe because I'm a very integrative too. And I, I have the luxury of being very integrative of my life at, at work. I mean, I mean, this is homework. I've worked from home for over a decade, full-time exclusively. I've, I've not been in the same time zone as my boss in about a decade. Um, so this is, it, it, so I have the opportunity then to like manage my work tasks and my personal home and household, things related to pets, cars, um, Hey Scotty J, my blog, podcast, all those things. I, I see that all is just work to do. And so being able to have all of that stuff in one place so that on a given day, I can say what matters to me today um, makes a lot of makes a lot of intuitive sense. Um, and I mean, that's the benefit of being a knowledge worker, too, because I don't I don't build things. I, I manage things. And so um, so that to me is the is the greatest appeal, perhaps, of of GTD is that it gives me a way of understanding how to deal with all of these different inputs, commitments bits of information that are constantly coming in and out of my life. Do you think you would be, yeah. I don't even know if I answered the right question or if I just, if I just started talking a lot, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, do you think you would, you would be able or what would have been able to, you know, complete these projects and be as productive as you are without OmniFocus or, or has, has that really been the linchpin to a lot of this? I, I spent a lot of time in a paper planner um, as well. And I would say that that is, probably circa 2007, eight, nine, somewhere in there um, with a, a paper-based planner and um, the binder clip of index cards. 
Um, and I found that to be um, really rewarding because I felt like I had a real tactile relationship with my system in doing that. But the reality is that so much of my work is generated by virtue of instant messages or emails or web things that writing down like reply to this email later without a link to it mm -hmm. um, became more burdensome than it was generating value against. And so in that regard, um, you know, having a system like OmniFocus, I mean, did it have to be OmniFocus? Probably not. Um, but it was. Uh, could I have done the things that I have done without an effective system? No way. Yeah. I, you know, OmniFocus. I, I, I don't even know what I would have done. OmniFocus is in such a different league. I mean, I'm using things because I had used OmniFocus for a little while and I was really trying to to get into it. And I just found it so heavy for my needs and so cumbersome, um, especially before they gave it the the new overhaul and made it look really nice and especially on the iOS versions. But, um, you know, it was just, it was so much for me. But one thing that they, that it does that I really wish other apps did is I guess because it's a web service as well, they give you this email address where you can send, you know, you forward to that email address and your stuff ends up as a task in, in your task list. It's, that is such a game changer for me. I mean, I would love to be able to do that at work and just, you know, forward these emails off to a task list and then process them out of my inbox immediately. Um, you know, things doesn't have anything like that. Things doesn't have a whole lot to be honest in terms of shortcuts integration or, or anything like that. Um, but you know, for me, it's working for me for my basic needs right now. So I mean, they're very difficult to compare the two apps because oh, yeah. I think they approach task management very differently. Absolutely. I will say I'm, I'm pretty sure that things does have an email service that you can email to, oh. um, double, double check that. Um, you're right. They don't do native shortcut support but they do have a pretty good URL scheme. And yes. um, if you're ever interested in, say, taking all the tasks that you have in OmniFocus and moving them to things with a click of a button, that is very possible. The, the, the thing that things can't do with its URL scheme is pull that content out. So you can create, um, but you can't, um, you can't query. Uh, which is something that that I missed quite a bit when I when I experimented with things um, over the years. Um, it's a great app, though. Yeah, you are absolutely correct. Mail to things is a a feature that they have. They give you a, a things email address, and you can forward things to things, and that is that is amazing. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. There we go. Now I've now I've I've atoned for any for any. Um, Terrible shortcomings in my guest appearance on your podcast, hopefully. That, oh, please. <laughs> um, I mean, D Dave keeps me around still, so you're fine. I mean, there are two things that you said there that just resonated with me so loudly. Uh, the first is having everything in one place. Harry knows that I'm such a big proponent oh, yeah. of having everything in one spot. I don't like to have to go to two or three or four locations to find uh, what I need. I like having everything in one spot. And the other thing that I was literally just having a discussion uh, with my son about this earlier is having a trusted system. Now, of course, David Allen talks about this extensively in getting things done, but it is really is so very important. And the example he uses is the one that I sort of cling to as well. Imagine if a friend says, I'm going to meet you for coffee at three and you go to the coffee place and it's 430 and they still haven't shown up. Well, you're going to feel very, very upset. Well, you sort of make that same promise with your brain when you say, I'm going to do this thing. 
And then when you don't do it, you're sort of breaking that commitment with yourself. But if you have that task or whatever you're supposed to do in the system that you know for a fact you're going to look at uh, in a timely manner and retrieve the information, the thing you're supposed to do, it sort of leaves you alone. <laughs> and just how huge that is. So yes, I, I love to have everything in one place and I see the just the tremendous importance of having a a system that you and your brain trust. Absolutely. And I would say that a lot of that trust is not necessarily a product of the system either. It's a product of your rules about how you use it. Like to me, like the, the best system is like one of those like flatware cutlery organizers that you put in a drawer so that mm. like when someone hands you a spoon, you know where spoons go. When yes. someone hands you a fork, you know where forks go. Uh, you don't have like a drawer that has like a can opener next to a spoon next to a bottle of ketchup. Like it, it, it things you, you have a way in which you interpret and then put things. So the, 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 the trust becomes a, a product of, of your own personal rule sets. And then as long as you can adhere to those rules, then you're, then you're fine. I mean, like, it, it's kind of like when you're moving and you get like mm -hmm. those last, those last things that you didn't really have a box for. So you just take like out a giant box, you scoop everything that's left and you label the box crap. Okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, that, that's good. And that's good enough for me. Cause then if I know that if a particular book I'm looking for isn't in the books box, well, then it's probably with the crap. And so you can be a little bit fast and loose with how specific or not the rules are, as long as you know what the rules mean and you stick by that. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would I'm like right to dive right. into um, into goals a little bit, um, since that is the the focus of this month's theme. Um, you know, do you do you have any work or productivity related practices that you put into place around setting your own goals? I do, and I have. I I, I would say that this is this is so timely because I, I had a massive realization uh, earlier this month, which is that March needs to be my new dawn of a new year like goal setting time, because what I found, uh, you know, working for a large corporation is that we all break for uh, Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever it is we celebrate solstice, whatever it is that is celebrated in the December timeframe, a lot of people are not at work. And a lot of people use that time as sort of like this annual reflection as I do. And then I come back refreshed and I've done like this great reflection and I have all my crazy new ideas for how everything is going to be better, except that like 30,000 other people also did that yeah. and they have their crazy ideas. And so everyone is now running around with their crazy ideas. And at the same time, we're doing like fiscal year end for the previous year's Q4 and we're doing like performance evaluations of ourselves and our team members, which goes into February. So really everything is quite tumultuous in January and February. Um, and March is it now seems like the best time to have a, a reset. And so um, I've been thinking a lot about that. And, and so just coming to that realization about my goals practice was, was really good. The second realization that I came to is that um, quarterly is the furthest cadence that I am comfortable doing goals for myself because mm. i mean i'm okay throwing a plan out the window I like to me a plan is a starting point i mean you've got uh, physics mortality um and um 
legality and everything else is negotiable. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I don't know now what, what my life is going to be like in December of this year. Um, pandemic aside, I don't even want to talk about that because the nature of my work changes so fast. The nature of my interests might change so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, something has just sort of simmered in the back of your head for long enough that you decide like, now's the time, snap. Um, which is kind of the nested folders thing. Rosa and I talked about that for a solid year before we decided, you know what, go time. Uh, and then we, and then we just went. Um, so, so my practice is, is oriented around quarters. And I would say that, you know, I'll do those in a couple of you know, specific themes. I'll think about, um, I'll think about in my work, I will think about in my family and I'll think about like home and household, which are discreetly different. Cause to me, my family is about the people and the home and household is about the like infrastructure. Right. Um, and then I'll think about for lack of a better term, Hey, Scotty J, um, you know, whether it's blogging or podcasting or content creation, whatever we want to call what I do on the internet. And then just sort of any, like anything else for me, those are the, those are the key categories that I like to make sure that I'm hitting on. And I like to try and keep the number of goals in those very tight so that I can be very um, judicious about uh, a particular body of work. If something comes across my desk, say, hey, is this something that you want? I have a very short list of you know, goals to hold it up against and say, well, does it map to any of these? Um, and if the answer is yes, I mean, that's a pretty obvious you know, candidate is something that I will do. If the answer is no, then the next question is, well, should it or could it? Or what if I give it a quarter turn to the left or a quarter turn to the right? Or what if I rethought this goal and gave it a quarter turn to the right or quarter turn to the left? So my goals are not immutable, um, mm-hmm. but they are a, a relatively, um, but they're not wishy-washy either. They're, they are a, a thing that I use as a lens to evaluate what's important to me or at least what was important to me when I sat down and wrote them. I want them to be a reflection of that. I think more tangibly, I, I do goal setting on a weekly cadence. And I, th- I think that has a lot more uh, relationship to like my actual day-to-day and what I'm actually doing, which isn't to say that my quarterly stuff doesn't. Um, but the weekly stuff, and I mean, beyond weekly review in GTDism, I like to have a you know a look at a look back and a look forward of like what is not not just like what have i got in front of me but a real like retrospective like approach as one might use in you know agile development of you know what's working what's not working what do i need to change what do i need to keep um okay cool what am i going to do next week mm-hmm. so i i'm curious though but you know you I, I it's great that you recognize that you can only you know, feasibly only schedule your goals a week or a quarter, as much as a quarter out in advance. What happens with those much larger, larger goals? Like, you know, something is maybe the weekly goal is I need to clean out the garage, but the yearly goal would be I need to build a new garage or a shed in the back or, you know, something that's going to require a lot more thought and effort. Is it a series of smaller goals throughout that time up until the big one? Or, you know, how do you approach something as big as that? Or, you know, maybe I'm getting mad, I need to get married in a year, you know, how how do you do those (laughs) kinds of goals if you're only setting them at the weekly or quarterly basis? That's that's a great question, and I mean that was my favorite project management exercise of all time, by the way, because my wife and I are both 
uh, famously control freaks. And so we managed every little aspect of our wedding to death, which was the other thing, by the way, which happened in 2005 was I got engaged. And so the year, so GTD came into my life at a really good time. And I have very fond memories of like going in to see um, our air quotes wedding planner. We were doing all the planning with like a stack of color coded index cards and her being like, oh my God. (laughs) What am I in for? Um, in much the same way as like in OmniFocus, I'm not afraid of having like a project with only one task in it because I know that when I finish that task, that's going to be the trigger of, okay, well, what's the next thing that I do then? And I I, I take that same sort of approach with a quarterly goal of, so to your point, um, you know, my quarterly goal um, related to my garage actually is um, redesigning the way in which we have a couple of different, you know, shelving uh, units and, uh, storage elements uh stacked uh, and i want to take everything out and do a redesign um, because i think we could use be using the space more efficiently so um for this quarter um i I, i've wrote i've written so i have that in the back of my mind of this like pretty garage um but i don't think that's super tangible and i haven't defined for myself what pretty means so my quarterly goal is throw out everything i can possibly feel comfortable throwing out or donating or selling whatever Mm -hmm. Um, minimize the amount of content i know then that based on the experience of that when i do a retrospective and think back on okay how did minimizing content go okay then for the next quarter here's what i want to do next which is um you know maybe i want to start measuring bits of furniture or i have recognized that some furniture no longer has a place because uh, all the things that it held are now gone um, I don't want to predefine too much ahead of time because I, I want to give myself the freedom to observe and change what the next goal will be. So basically I'm going from, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm letting the retrospective on one goal be the driver for what the next goal is. Mm-hmm. Y- you're right. You know, the, the long-term goal is pretty garage, but I don't know what that means. I don't have a, a set vision for, for that. And so I'm loath, loath to write it down. Because I don't know that I don't know that it, it helps inform enough for me. But you're not wrong. I mean, it, it certainly it's there in my head. Maybe I should write it down. Actually, I, I don't. I don't know. I need to reflect on that next quarterly thing. Dave, any Uh-oh. any follow? Oh, yeah, sorry. I thought <laughs> I got disconnected. <laughs> sorry. Um, l- let's talk about real quick. Uh, sorry, I lost my. Here we are. Uh, working from home. One question that we ask everyone who comes on the show is, what does working from home look like for you? Um, the whole pandemic situation is, is, is quite ironic for me because I, I started working from home for the first time in 2008. Uh, and I moved full-time working from home in about 2010, 2011, okay. when I realized, oh my gosh, I'm the only person on my team like in this time zone. So who cares if I go to the office? I mean, that's neat that I can like chat with my pals, but I mean, there's no one there that I'm like actually working with on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to sit at a desk underneath a headset on conference calls all day long, well, holy smokes, I can do that from anywhere. Yeah. Um, so uh, moving to working from home was fantastic. Also having, uh, you know, young kids in, in 2011, my kids would have been turning two, uh, my twins. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had a room in the basement uh, and, and we were very clear. And I think this is a really important part of working from home is the rules are if the door is closed, I don't care if daddy is in the house, daddy's not here. 
Right. Um, and, and not in a gross, like I'm inaccessible to you and I'm pretending you don't exist kind of way, but in a, I am honoring the fact that right now my commitments and my attention are elsewhere. Yeah. Um, just as if I had gone to an office. And, and so that was great. And that carried on until about 2018, 2019. And, you know, at that point, you know, the kids are in school all, all day long. My youngest is now in, you know, going into, uh, going into kindergarten full day. And so uh, it's quiet. Uh, you know what? Maybe it would be neat to like not work from home sometimes. Maybe it would be nice to be around other people, even if I don't work with them. And so I started going into the office in 2019 <laughs> only to get kicked right back out again uh <laughs> by by work from home or, yeah. orders what was different what was really different um i think was that you know now the kids are at home too and they're they're working from home yeah um and um you know we got to a point where um my oldest and youngest son them sharing a room was no longer tenable and so i lost my home office and um and now have created a workspace um, you know, using wall dividers in our, in our basement and it works and it works great. Um, but it, it took a couple of iterations to get to great because initially it was not, it was not yeah. great. And I had this like sort of romantic idea too, of like, I just sit under a headset working in meetings and conference calls all day. I can do that from anywhere. <laughs> and tried, you know, working from the kitchen counter and, uh, or the dining room table, or maybe the back deck. And I ended up just sort of generally unfocused and breaking my own rules and feeling silly about that. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, being able to, you know, invest and reflect on, okay, well, what do I need in a workspace? And let's rebuild this again. Um, that's, that's where I've gotten to now. And I'm, and, and I'm, and I'm really happy in my work from home workspace again. Yeah. There, there are those who, have chosen to work from home and those who uh, had the work from home lifestyle thrust upon them last mm -hmm. year. So there was mm -hmm. a, a lot of scrambling and reiterations like, like you did. So uh, I'm glad you were able to finally land on something that works. Me too. I, I, um, I moving to work from home is not easy. I take it for granted because I've been doing it for so long, mm -hmm. but, but watching, and it's funny because my wife works from home as well pre-pandemic also. Mm -hmm. So we have a <laughs> wild family here. Um, but it was neat to be able to um, kind of help people through the process of those for whom it was very foreign um, to be able to provide like some ideas about here, here are ways to think about things. Cause I remember, I remember my first couple of, uh, of, you know, days working from home where I like, you know, got my coffee all poured and I go into my office and I close the door and I'm like, yeah, you know, like I don't, because now, I, and again, being being like a knowledge worker who doesn't necessarily make and move things, I'm not measured by by minutes uh, or or gears or anything like that. I'm measured by you know product that occurs over time. Right. So the the only borders and barriers between me, my ideas, my work, my home are the ones that I define. And boy, if you don't know about that going in. I mean, I mean, do a, do a Google web search circa 2018 for work from home. And you just see a whole bunch of, you know, cartoons making fun of people in robes, drinking yeah. coffee and watching Judge Judy. Right. Well, Eating bonbons. We, that's right. We, well, here we are, everybody. We showed them. You mentioned, um, you know, your wife and kids, how do you get work done and also make time for 
family, also friends, leisure time. Remember those things? Hmm. I have a vague recollection. Earlier today, I was thinking, it seems to me that I used to be able to leave the house and have someone else make coffee for me, if only I just gave them enough money. Oh, that's Um, But I'm not sure if that's a fever dream or not. Yeah, I wouldn't Hmm. trust that memory if I were you. Don't don't trust anything. I uh, I to me that's that's the importance of my having an integrated system. So yeah. that like right next to you know deliver presentation for new product idea X is another project called um uh um practice uh, practice basketball throwing or um or uh, get ready for uh you know a plan uh, ukulele exercises. Or um, all, all these different things that um, my kids enjoy or that I enjoy doing with my kids. Uh, my wife and I are really lucky um, that we get, we now get the benefit of a, you know, a seven-year-old who still goes to bed at seven. And the twins who now 12, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they're babysitting age. Now they're out sort of like out exploring the universe a little bit more, which is kind of exciting but also terrifying. And they also have their own stuff going on. So we don't have a really hard time finding us time for just, you know, a spouse hanging out, which is great. Um, But I think having uh, all of my projects and commitments, uh, whether they're ones that have been foisted upon me by someone to whom I am accountable in my job or a product of my own, you know, will and intentions at home, uh, having those on equal footing and equal treatment, um, that to me, that's how I safeguard all the all the things is is making sure that those areas of my life are represented, so that like like that old saying, you know, think of the things that are most important to you in your life. Yeah. Now look in your browser history. Does that reflect that? Really? <laughs> um, um, I, I'm trying to accomplish that, but with my task management system. Very, very nice. As part of your, what's been going on with COVID, the kids are home, um, you know, everyone's in the house now. Once everything goes back to, quote, normal, unquote, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. people are out of the house again. Has what has happened over the last year given any thought to you as to, you know, how to change the way you work from home in the future or the arrangement of things in the house to better facilitate when people do need to be home? You know, any of that kind of stuff, you know, how has what's going on now affected your plans for, you know, how to do work in the future? That's a really good question. I mean, I'm lucky in that here, um, schools are still in session. So the kids still go to school every day. Okay. Um, and next year, the, the olders will go to middle school. I mean, that's going to be a big difference. Right now, we are a block and a half walk from school. So I can walk all three kids to school. Next year, mm. I'm just going to be walking one. And the other two are, I don't know, maybe a hand them a fiver and wish them the best of luck. I don't, I don't know. And we haven't figured that out yet. Um, that, <laughs> that's an open project. I'll get to that in, I'll get to that in Q3. Um, but I think that the thing that I have remarked the most as a goal for working from home, two things. One is that um, the prevalence of video use in remote work has gone up astronomically. Yeah. Um, you know, in the past, it was kind of like a, it, it almost felt weird for me because like, here's the 10 people in the room and there's Scotty on the line. Like, I don't need to see like my face on the monitor. That's weird. But when we're all on equal footing, well, now, now it just sort of makes sense. So uh, yeah. lighting, lighting is now like a thing that I'm thinking about, which is weird. I would have never thought that I would be thinking about 
um, lighting in any kind of um, important way. Um, and the other is backdrop. Um, you know, what does, what does, what, what looks good behind me? And some people's game in this regard is really, really good. Um, I think my game could be upped a little bit, but it's also very difficult because I want to make sure that I'm, I'm very close to my son's room. So I have to be careful that like the camera is away enough that, you know, we don't have to see him going in and out. Um, but also not like pointed at the stairs so that people coming and going from the basement. That's, that's all a thing. Um, and then the last thing I would say is, is not just necessarily like a thing for just for me, although I want to be mindful of it too, um, is that I think the more people work from home, particularly those who maybe haven't before, um, how do you be careful that work, that other people don't become like work transactions that like, Hey, I need a thing. Can you get me that thing? As opposed to, you know, remembering, Hey, there's another human person. And I wonder how they are. And I wonder um, what time zone they're in. Um, I've been finding I'm getting messages of people who are like, oh, I forgot time zones were a thing. Sorry, it's 6 a.m. there. Um, I, I think those are the things that I'm really thinking a lot about in terms of work from home is being um, thoughtful about the ongoing ways in which relationships are cultivated and maintained, mm-hmm. lighting and backdrop. <laughs> Three very different themes. Yeah, that's nice. great. Uh, I also suspect that we'll have an increase in the number of people who, or I guess are, are more tech savvy than they had been because so many people are forced to use tools that they've, their job ordinarily would never require them to use, you know, like um, video conferencing software and maybe like collaborative project management management and stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm kind of excited to see where that goes. I agree. I also like the equal footing aspect. Like, mm-hmm. You know, you get the 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 five remote workers and then the other hundred people who are in the office and see each other all the time. Well, yep. n- now you've got like a hundred people with unconscious bias or favoring of particular relationships because th- they're cared and fed for in a different way. Um, now we're all separated, so that's 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 kind of neat um, yeah. because it means that different teams can collaborate in ways that they may not have explored before because of being bound by the familiar. Um. The other thing that was a really big deal to me until about three days ago um, was environment control um, and having um, headphones that are um, that are that are strong on noise counseling, but that also have transparency. Um, I treated myself to some AirPods Max, which I w- was very reticent to do because the amount of cost is is, is a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the quality of environment control is really there. And so more than sound quality, I wanted to be able to make sure that like, if I need everything shut out, I can shut it out. If I need to let other things in so that when I'm, you know, talking on a call, I'm not being like yelling an airport guy, um, that that's working well. Um, and that I've got like comfort and battery life that I can be in meetings from nine to five and not worry, are these about to die? So just by eliminating having to think about any of those things, I, th- I think I got the value out of that. Um, and so I, I end up recommending, but I also understand why that recommend would be frustrating because um, that that's an investment. Yeah. yeah I mean, they're, sure. they're like 600 bucks, I think. Right. So, so yeah, in Canadian dollars, it was oh, that's right. they were like seven, seven fifty or something like that. Like, it's just ab- like, I mean, like that's, 
that's like almost closing that's like closing in on ipad territory like yeah and go, like good ipad territory like holy smokes and you know even i've got the airpod pro um airpods pro um but they're you know they're they're a lot less expensive i think they're like 200 to 269 something like that um so it's not as big mm-hmm. of an investment but i i totally get what you're saying you know being able to hear things around you as ne- as necessary you know i used to walk through the city on my way to work and um you know, I don't do that anymore, but being able to hear traffic and, you know, not get hit by a car in the middle of the street. Um, but then being able to close things out as I need to, to get work done. Um, it's, it's great to have the, the versatility there. Um, I was going to ask you how you like them and, and, you know, are they comfortable? Does it sound really good? I'm sure it is. I just, you know, I, I haven't tried them yet. It, I mean, imagine like AirPods pro, except it's over ear yeah. and the battery and battery and battery for days. I mean, that's, Really, all I I, I, mean, I don't know what else to say because they're that they're 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 the AirPods Pro sort of experience, right? Sonically, but then the comfort is is there. So maybe we didn't. Did you do Tool of the Week? Did we skip that? Can these be Tool of the Week? Sure, absolutely. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if Dave. Usually, Dave says he has a Tool of the Week. I didn't know if he did, so I didn't put him on the spot. I'm sorry. I did. I kept it. That's very indecorous of me. I'm show up as a guest and be a jerk like that. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, that's fine. I had one also, and actually, it was a it was a a tool recommended by your co-host on a different podcast that I've been using lately. So, uh, Dave, what's your tool of the week? (laughs) We'll put them in. My tool of the week. uh, I'm going back to elevation. I talked about elevations um, under desk uh, headphone hook uh, a couple weeks ago. This week, I bought a under desk shelf. Um, from elevation as well so it's large enough to hold a big size like a larger that's a Leuch term notebooks mm-hmm. it could probably stack three of those oh, nice. and just with this really nice adhesive it sticks to the underside of my desk it's right here to my left and i've got a couple notebooks tucked inside you know things that i want access to but not on the desk itself i'm trying to reduce the visual clutter and uh, I just love it. This thing was maybe 25 bucks uh, off of Amazon and uh, couldn't have been there is easier to install. It comes with adhesive, but if you're using a, like unfinished wood or some side of material, obviously the adhesive won't work. So it comes with a set of screws as well. If you need to uh, put it in that way, but it's been great. It's right over here. It's out of the way and allows me to store stuff without having it take up space on top of my desk. So uh, the elevation shelf under desk, storage organizer is my tool of the week awesome i've got i've actually got two so the first one is a a short one um i heard rosemary orchard recommend this i think it was on automators and it was called it's called pixo p-i-c-s-e-w and it's for Mm -hmm. stitching screenshots together so if you take like a bunch of screenshots of a conversation from your messages app um i've been using it my son uh does his schoolwork, and we have to upload it to google classroom and I stitch all of the the different pages together, the pictures of the pages, into one long uh, JPEG, and then I upload it to Google Classroom as one image. So Pixo has come in really handy for that. You can set the cropping uh, dimensions on each different image. You can um, there's a whole bunch of different ways to edit the image before you stitch it all together. Um, I believe there's some shortcuts ta- uh, things in there as well, so you can automate the the way you stitch it together. So it was a couple of bucks, and I love it. Neat. And then the the other one I wanted to recommend because I'm so the, in the last couple of days I was updating um, my old blog Curious Rat and I don't know what I did I was using DigitalOcean to host it and I was rolling my own installation of Ghost the blogging platform and whatever I did in my my 
plans to upgrade to the new version of Ghost borked the blog. And I sort of took it as a sign because I had been thinking about retiring it. It's, it's an old brand of mine I kind of wanted to get rid of. I have this other property that I on Substack and my newsletter. It's called The Study, and it was a writing newsletter. Um, you know, links to open submission calls, um, links to articles about publishing and writing, and I wanted to spin it out into something a little more um, uh, well-rounded, not so pigeonholed into one topic. So I wanted to run it on the Ghost platform, um, and uh, they have their own Ghost Pro. So you pay. 10 bucks a month or 20 bucks a month um, and you get it sell hosted on their platform and everything and they have a built-in as part of this new 4.0 a newsletter builder so i'm relaunching my blog it's going to be the study um and it's going to be focused on sort of the finer things in life like fountain pens nice stationery uh scotch whiskey um, you know, the, the stuff I love suits, um, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. So almost like a, like an art of manliness or a GQ kind of thing. Um, but with, with my take on things. And so, um, I'm relaunching it on ghost. I'm hoping to launch it soon. Um, it'll be at from the dot study. I have to, I registered the domain, but I have to link it up and everything. But, um, ghost 4.0 is just like, they put in a whole bunch of new stuff and the newsletter capability. I can send any blog post as a newsletter to my subscribers with the click of a button. And it's so oh, cool. Neat. Yeah, it's really neat. So I'm, I'm recommending ghost. That's um, cool. I've been thinking a lot about what to do about my blog. I've been thinking about. Speaking of goals, that's another one. Is, is is right now is figure out what on earth I'm going to do with my blog. I got a lot of different kinds of content. Like I'm just using a blog to do like, hey, here, here's a shortcut that I'm sharing with everybody, or you know, here's like my thoughts on how to use an app, and here's you know some philosophical thinking about how I'm coping with life or something. Right. And I think I could do a better job of of putting that that those different kinds of content in different places. So, um, I want to look into the, everything I hear about right now. I'm, I'm in, I'm in full on R and D mode about hearing about different blogging solutions. Cause I'm not sure that WordPress is where I want to be necessarily. No. And I was mm. just looking at WordPress, um, a little while ago and cause a, a ghost, I gotta say it's a little pricey, you know, for the, the plan I want, the base plan is $9 a month if you pay for it for the year, but you don't get to include custom themes. And I have a theme already installed that I want to use. So I need to go up to the one, the plan above that, which is $29 a month. So it's like 350 bucks a year, which is a lot of money right now. Um, mm. But I, you know, the the, the one thing, and I, you probably have this problem too, is, you know, Curious Rat for the longest time was a tech blog. Um, it was like, I was trying to be like the next John Gruber kind of thing for a long time. And, you know, you, you start, you pigeonhole yourself into being all about that one thing. And if you start posting different stuff on your blog, you alienate different readers. You, you're suddenly not the tech guy anymore. You're the tech guy and the other thing guy. Um, and the same thing with my newsletter. I'm, I want to pivot away from pure writing and publishing and discuss other things. But how do I do that uh, in a way that doesn't alienate all of my subscribers? And I unfortunately think I'm going to be alienating most of them because I think they really only subscribe to me for that stuff. But, um, you know, it it's just like, you, you, you sort of brand yourself as one thing. And so, like you said, you know, I want to share a shortcut. I want to do this. But then what if I want to talk about parenting? Or what if I want to talk about building a shed in my backyard? Well, that doesn't fit in with the, the Hey Scotty J quote brand. So how do I do that? And it's just, there's a lot to think about right now. Yeah. Brand. That's, that's another thing too, right? It's like, what? I don't, I don't know. I, I you know, it's 
people never get really remembered for being like really, really good at five things or get remembered for being great at one. Right. So, so what kind of person do I want to be? Do I want to be a person who's remembered uh, in, in like in, in some sort of greater capacity beyond that of like my family, friends and loved ones. Um, And so uh, that, that really resonated uh, with me, what you said just now about, you know, or not just organizing for the brand, but even defining what the what the brand even is or should be. And I'm feeling kind of existential about that right now. So thank yeah. you for that. That's that's a good context to think through. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, speaking of of brand and and blogs and everything, you know, where can people find you? <laughs> uh, good one. Uh, I can be found at heyscottyj.com or by the same name on Twitter, which is. Um, Probably the best way to find me, um, actually. Um, and uh, I mean, uh, once upon a time on Instagram, not so much anymore. Um, but of course, you can you can also discover um, a podcast with uh, Rosemary Orchard at nestedfolderspodcast.com. Excellent. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the work we do and you'd like to show your support, consider becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash homeworkpodcast. Each week, you'll find bonus content like fun episodes and interviews, worksheets, and you'll be able to listen as we record the show live every Thursday night. We'd like to thank this week's Level 2 patrons, Chris Allen Jones and Jackie Hollywood Brown. You can also hang out with us over on Discord and chat with like-minded homeworkers, ask questions, and exchange tips and tricks. You'll find the link to that in this episode's show notes, which can be found over at 5x5.tv homework 269. If you like the show, please leave us a review and or a star rating in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get fine podcasts. You can find more about us at our Linktree accounts. I'm over at linktr.ee slash hcmarks, and you'll find Dave's links over at slash Dave Kalo. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next week. Now go get some work done.